With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
I don't know if you can hear me, but I can't hear you at all. Cannot hear you on this side at all. I don't know if you can hear me.
Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Cannot hear you. There's a uh, red triangle on up on the board. No audio detected. Participant may be having microphone problems. So you're having a mic issue on your side. Yeah, it says no audio detected on your side. I'll be right back.
awesome. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you guys are all welcome to the show today. We thank you for having the love to be part of the show. Uh, apparently, I just have uh, my co-host Jeremy out of DC. Uh, Joe, how are you doing today? Yes. I'm fine. How are you? you? Can you hear me okay? I'm hearing you very well, loud and Hello? clear. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes, I can okay. hear you. Okay. Well, then we're perfect. Thank you very much. I was having difficulty being heard by the Galaxy Chief, so I just had to go or get up and come back again. So nice to hear from you, Ajua. How is uh, Washington, D.C.? It's good. My, I don't know why my camera's not working, but it's good. I just left um, the fourth annual Women's Empowerment Sunday Brunch, which is what I host in D.C. every year. The Congressional Black Caucus Annual Legislative Conference is every year in D.C., and this year they went virtual, so I decided to do a hybrid event and have in-person women and women online, so the event went great, and I've just finished, so I thank you again for letting me co-host this show with you, and I'm really interested to in see the perspectives we get um, from the callers today, as I have some new perspectives myself being in Washington, D.C., to also run a race for the first Nigerian-American candidate for U.S. representative in Washington, D.C. His name is Oye Owalewa, and he's a Democratic nominee and really has no chance of losing. So I'm happy to say that I'm here working with him as well, and I'll be home in Atlanta in the morning. Whoa, awesome, man. You know, you're always defining new grounds. I appreciate your effort in that direction. And already, I probably owe you a call. I was supposed to call you back, but I've had some progress already set up to help uh, mobilize the entire country behind his candidacy. So we'll speak about that right. on the show. Uh, we probably want to have you to mention. Tell us a little bit about uh, about this candidate and what is he running for again? So Oye Owalewa, which is O-Y-E, the number four, DC.com, he is running for the U.S. representative for the District of Columbia. So the District of Columbia, better known for people as Washington, D.C., is not a state. So it would be the 51st state in the union or the 51st state of the United States of America if they were granted statehood. But even though they're not a state, they still hold elections. They still have local taxes that they pay, but they also pay federal taxes. So as the U.S. representative, because it's not a state, Oye and the other two senators that would be representative in a normal democracy are called shadow representatives. So it's a shadow representative and a shadow, two shadow senators. That does not negate the fact that on the ballot, it says U.S representative because that's what he will become so when dc becomes a state just like an african country you have a shadow government so with the opposition sets up their governors their senators people they want in certain positions so if there is a transition they're automatically ready to go that is the same position Oye will be in come november 3rd so when dc becomes a state he will automatically be the congressman he will automatically be the u.s representative when that when that seat becomes available when D.C. becomes a state, uh, probably in the next two to four years. So he's a very young man. He's 30 years old. He's a pharmacist by trade. He's from uh, Kwara State in Nigeria. So we're trying to galvanize everybody from Africa in general because he will be the first ever Nigerian-American to be elected to a federal office. Whoa, that's a good one, man. Uh, thumbs up for, the, for my band. Uh, we we'll work together to see how much we can assist this candidacy because I think it's something very major. And uh, we appreciate your effort in that direction. 
Galaguchi, welcome to the show. I hope I'm being a little bit uh, clear over there. You can see me now much better. Am I right? Hold on a second. Okay. okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're coming through now. You're awesome, man. Little, Sorry about that. On your side there. I know. We had to figure that out because there was no way I could cut this show off today because it's very important that um, we hear a whole lot of development has happened. Uh, this, this weekend in Nigeria, there was a major uh, election in a state that, that, that we think will have a very strong impact on uh, the next uh, elections coming forward. Awesome opportunity for once. We had a very clear election that was very transparent, which is very interesting and encouraging. You know, give us a thumbs up for that because that's going to define a whole lot of the, where, where we go from there because as a matter of fact, we cannot continue gambling with the future of the of the biggest black nation. So it came out pretty well. Election result declared within 24 hours and, uh, and the winner came out pretty cool. Uh, now we're looking at the American situation right here. The story is that we have a young Nigerian that's going for the federal house, the equivalent of federal house, that's the house of representatives here, the, the Congress. And uh, we all go galvanize behind him to help make sure that uh, we have him in there so he can start building the black caucus, the African caucus in the American uh, American Congress. It would be really nice to to have one of us in there like that, top of that we don't need to run around circles anymore. Uh, our topic for the show today basically is uh, a part of what we did last week because we felt that we did not really exhaust uh, all we had to do last week. It's all about black enterprise, cultural renaissance and black enterprise uh, propelled by the diaspora community. And uh, we all agree to the fact that the 400 years of transatlantic slave slave situation enslaved most of our people, denied us access to learning, and brought a major divide between people of African descent and their brothers that they left behind in Africa. Mm -hmm. And today, Africa is very much in need of the contributions of those brothers and sisters, uh, because uh, they were some of the best brains we had that were taken out, you know, as normal. Only the high were always there, situations like that. So we're back here to discuss on how and what do we need to put in place to really drive this uh, Take Back Africa project, as my co-host will have it. So, Ms. Johnson, how are you again? Are you there with me? Hello, Ms. Adjoa. Are you talking to me? Oh. Yeah, Andrew, you're going. You are you there? has bad signal. Okay. Are you? No, can you hear right. me? Very well. We're hearing you pretty well. So what we're talking about today is same thing we did last week. Apparently, you missed that. Uh, Renaissance cultural and uh, enterprise Renaissance driven by the diaspora. I know we're working on a project, uh, me and you, and a couple of uh, of very interesting uh, organizations. How do you think we can drive this process? We know. With you, you have a lot of inroad to, to, to a lot of organizations that are very interested in, because after all the protests, after all the rioting, after everything, we must have a roadmap. What do you have in mind right. in terms right. of how we're implementing this awesome project we've been talking about? 
So <clears throat> first, um, I think we need to just talk about the similarities between both of these places and both of these cultures and both of these continents in respect to black people. So that's the basis of any plan that I start with is how can I connect with my people and, and on the continent. So with my network of um, relationships with elected officials and being the, uh, the newly appointed international liaison for uh, Africa, for NBCSL, we've developed a plan to basically just do business matching, the same basic business matching that you would do here for either mentors or mentees or people with similar businesses that can help each other. So we just took it a step further and use that with elected officials. So the National Black Caucus of State Legislators is an organization of all of the black state legislators in all 50 states and all of the state senators in all 50 states. And they get together and come up with resolutions and policies that affect all of us throughout the United States so that basically they don't have to reinvent the wheel. So something that's working for black folks in Michigan may work for black folks in Georgia. So they've built that connectivity and with your connections and network of relationships, uh, King Coco over in Nigeria, we've developed a plan to match the states and those elected officials that have, for example, Georgia is an agricultural state. So we picked a state in Nigeria that has that is also an agricultural state and connected those elected officials together so that we can build a bigger network for the International Affairs Committee as part of NBCSL. So annually or biannually, we will have um, opportunity to do an investment and trade program. And it's not a trade mission. It's actually the elected officials getting together and coming up with policy because every year NBCSL has an annual conference. That annual conference is in a different city in the United States and the black uh, chair of that city hosts the entire country of black senators and black representatives. I've been going for the last three or four years. It's a phenomenal experience, which is how I have this network. Um, and I think it's a good opportunity during NBCSL this particular year, because it's an election year, because of all the things that we're going through here in the United States, uh, the newly elected president come uh, December when they have their conference um, has a really big initiative, not only just like uh, Ghana had the year of return, the diaspora and specifically by African-Americans are really making an effort and not just, you know, going over there and taking photo ops and not really getting anything accomplished. But I think COVID has taught us that black people are treated poorly everywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter how much more superior or how much more fighting we do or how much more of anything. We're treated the same everywhere. So I think that kind of woke people up. So, okay, maybe we should work together. If they don't, we if obviously if we're working together. There's, we don't need anybody else but ourselves. So I think that's the other basis of this plan that we've come up with. Um, I think it's a, it will last for the, as ever many African countries as there are. So there's 54 countries. So for the next 54 years, this could, this program can continue and just help and allow us to build relationships with um, elected officials on the African continent, which also means it trickles down as well. So now we're talking about job creation because there's people on the continent that do graphics, they do videos, they do all these things that campaigns need. And in my opinion, most of the black people in Africa that do graphics and video production are phenomenal. And there there's a lot of... Um, relationships that we can take advantage of with people on the continent and thus creating jobs and then thus allowing the opportunity for African-Americans here and Africans that are here that are running for office just a leg up on some things that they would it would cost too much for them over here it wouldn't be as good quality so I think we've tapped into 
something really, uh, really good that's going to you know, last for a long time and help us to build our community as black folks just in general. Adjoa, that's an awesome plan, though. Uh, Chief, uh, I know that uh, we, we mentioned this. Uh, I'm going to uh, introduce uh, T25C as a major collaborative partner on this project. The National Black right. Caucus of State Legislatures are fully much interested in, in making an inroad, creating that desired roadmap into Africa, not just as tourists, but as stakeholders. And equally, I help African states and stakeholders to do business in America. So it's a mutual situation going to cut across both ends, or it's a win-win. So Chief, I don't know, do you have anything you may want to find out if we have it as part of this roadmap? You just want to highlight what the thing might be important to be part of this roadmap, Chief? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a political person at all. Matter of fact, I can't even stand politics, <laughs> you know, but um, but I know it's a necessary evil that we, we, we probably have to have. But my side of it is from uh, the business side, entertainment side, and this mission started 20 years ago when we uh, promoted the world championship fight with Bash Ali and, and Terry Ray. And what we wanted to do was just continue from there. And we have with our film project, United We Stand, and we want the people in Africa, all throughout Africa, to, to see who we are and what we do. And, um, and you know, and, and, and do collaborations uh, with people in Nigeria and other African nations as well, whether it's uh, doing uh, motion picture projects, um and uh whether it's concerts or whatever the situation may be and also dealing with this virus situation simultaneously but we can do some things on a smaller level <clears throat> as well and what we need to do first of all is like we did last week when we had the brother uh Akpan from uh nigeria last week and and uh start that dialogue because this one thing that we we must do is communicate and get to know one another because we can't do um, any level of business until uh, we really get to know one another and uh, it's like you've always said that handshake across the pond we got to get started there and i wish more people from the, uh, the homeland would come on the show and so that we can get to know people uh, from over there and I think that that's where we, we have to start, because let's get, start getting to know people, and then let's take it to the next level. Oh, thanks, uh, Chief. Chief, you know, uh, like the last time we had the show was very interactive, very interesting. I know uh, we had a few answers to some critical questions that you always like to asking people on the show, on the show from the other side of the aisle. But I think um, with what uh, Ajwa is, uh, is working on, uh, it's not just political, basically. Uh, that 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 gathering, being the gathering of all the state legislatures, makes us have access to people that are very much much more on the policy side. People that are used to looking at policy of implementation too. So we, it, it's it's a very good thinking because uh, the same body in uh, in, in Africa is is really much those that are very close to the grassroots more or less. They are those that are running different states, which are the different federated units at the African level. And, and having them start talking together, learning from each other to understand each other better, 
because we're not just looking at the political landscape. The, the, the forum has a major round table, which is purely investment opportunity for different entities, states or government that might be interested in doing business uh, across. Uh, and like the head, I just said, we were just matching it up between, between states in America and states in, in Africa. But this case, we just focused on Nigeria as the first country to launch this project on. And subsequently, we'll be moving to different countries to make sure that we only use the opportunity to bridge the state legislatures across different countries, which is not really there in Africa. And it's important that they all start talking together because what happens in one country in Africa has a direct bearing on the other country. And so if we can actually get this shorted up so they can start talking and have a one picture vision in how state projects, state uh, priorities are being uh, emphasized, then we think we may have something much better. Ajwa, you want to throw a little more light on, 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 on the young man that is contesting and uh, what can we do as Nigerians to support him, you know? Okay, so like I said, first of all, his name is uh, Oye Hawalewa and his website is O-Y-E, the number four, dc.com. So right now, there are six weeks left until election day. And like I said, uh, DC becoming the 51st state is most the number one priority for those that live in the DC area. Because um, of its proximity to Maryland and Virginia, there's a lot of crossover and a lot of Nigerians in the DMV just in general. So we're asking people to go to his website and donate to his campaign, first of all. And then secondly, we're asking for volunteers that can get on the phone from wherever they are around Africa or around the United States and just get the word out that this Nigerian American is running for this office and then how important that is for Nigerians throughout the diaspora and for the country itself and then just for black people in general to have a representation and be able to have someone speak um, on behalf of Africans, especially Nigerians in different parts of the country. So I think the, the major point also to add to that is the strategy behind it. So in order for DC to become a state, Congress has to pass it. So who's in Congress? All of these other congressmen and congresswomen throughout the country. So what do we know about the demographics of the United States? There's Nigerians everywhere. There's a high majority of Nigerians in Texas. So if we gather the amount of black people and work together to build the connectivity with all of the Nigerians throughout the United States, when Oye goes to speak to the congressman from Texas and asks to get DC statehood, which is what he wants, and there's a conversation to be had because there's 2 million Nigerians in Texas. So that becomes a voting block of not only donors to campaigns, but also to citizens that can vote. So right now with the, with the death of uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, there's conversation about putting uh, another justice in her place. So that's all the political system that still connects to the people, but the people have an opportunity because the Senate has to confirm that nominee. Those senators are coming from once again, those same states that have large numbers of Africans and large numbers of Nigerians. So what we're trying to do or what we're going to do is show the power of black people in different parts of the country and how it relates locally to local politics that in, then infects, affects national politics, within affects global politics. 
So as long as we can get the word out that this uh, young Nigerian-American, first-generation Nigerian-American is running for this office and we all work collectively to understand that we have that connectivity with each other. So Nigerians here in uh, D.C. are connected to those in Georgia, are connected to those in New York and everywhere else. So we've pulled together some states thus far, which are New York, Texas, um, Georgia, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and uh, California. So if we can get some, you know, more people to go to his website, you can email me or email the campaign rather at info at oyefordc.com if there's anyone that um, wants some more information on how they can specifically volunteer outside of phone banking and making donations. If you're in the local area, then we would like to know if you can uh, volunteer on election day, go drop some uh, literature and people put door knockers, which are just door hangers on people's door outside. So COVID is um, not affecting politics as much as it was before. People are getting out more. People are starting to, uh, you know, try to figure out what, what normal they can have in this new way of life. So politics is still going to continue. And we have a very good chance of winning. He's the Democratic nominee. And his two opponents are a Green Party and an Independent. And each of them had less than 1,000 votes during the primary. And Oye came away with uh, almost 75,000 votes. So there's a really good chance for us to really make some inroads in strategy for us collectively as a people in the United States. And I think his campaign will start that. Awesome, man. Uh, you know, they say Nigeria, the carry last. You know, we cannot afford to be left behind anymore. You see, I thank God for COVID in some perspective because today we are able to network. Every week I was in a networking session uh, yesterday that I saw almost 80 very prominent uh, black folks all over the world of very high level standard. And uh, we're all saying the same thing now. So the discussion is very, very interesting and very important. And now placing people in those places even becomes more important now because it's not just about protesting on the streets, you know, and letting others just loot stores and then make it look like it's actually black folks that are doing that. So we now have to sit back and craft a roadmap. And then in this case, we have Oye, who is a 30-year-old Nigerian who is really, really much in the race. He's supposed to champion the cause of turning uh, the, the Washington, D.C., to the status of a state. So it's very important we have one of our own who has access to such a very important opportunity to be able to get there. So I want everybody to step out there and uh, and see what they can do to support the cause. Uh, it's OEA, uh, OEA4 uh, DC. Uh, what's the website again, dear uh, Ajwa? OEA4 DC, you said? Yeah, Oye for the number four DC.com. O Y E the number four DC.com. Okay, so everyone should head up to Oye number four DC.com to check out this guy's profile and see whatever you can do. You can knock doors, you could draw flyers, or you could just throw some money in to support the campaign. Campaign in America is mostly about paying money to do stuff, get stuff done. It's not where you use your body to run around the streets. So those of us that have some level of, uh, of financial capability could just contribute to this cause. An awesome opportunity, and uh, I, I love to see him represent uh, represent them. So Aja, let me just, just ask you something. In light of what we're trying to do uh, in terms of NB, uh, National Black Caucus or uh, state legislatures, uh, it's very important we, we get some education out there properly 
because it's not just about political relationships we're trying to define, but we're trying to first of all ensure that we have a particular demographic, which is a very important demographic in any society, the political class. Because if you have them on board, then executive will easily fall in place. And then the investment world, the, 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 the business class will always fall in place. And I know it might interest certain people to really understand the business side of what we're trying to do. And not just that, we're trying to just bring politics, we're trying to do politics or get involved with politics. We're just leveraging on the platform of the body that we know are very much audible and properly heard all over. So you want to throw some more light on the, 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 the roadmap that we're trying to put together so that whoever is listening will understand that something in the offering is there for everybody. Sure. So I think um, the basis of where to answer that question is with the Ghana Investment Tour. So this is a 100% uh, non-political activity where I take African-Americans to Ghana to invest in SMEs. So small business enterprises in Africa is kind of the lifeblood of the economy. So there's a lot of people doing a lot of small scale businesses but in order for them to scale, the amount of investment needed for them to scale and get a, you know, uh, a bigger level of returns is just capital. But the exchange rate of money between the U.S. and places like Ghana and places like Nigeria and places all over Africa is so, is so amazing that your dollar goes a long way. So, you know, you can employ two or three people for the amount of money that you put in your SUV for a week here in the United States. So the business opportunities, the, the opportunities uh, in different industries that these countries are saying, this is the type of investment, the type of business investment you want on a small scale. This, you can go to the, some of these countries' websites, you can go to their website and they'll tell you, we need investment in this, we need investment in that. I think uh, collectively we have been taught that when one of us asks for help, there's something else in it. Or if one of us needs some assistance, then there's something else in it. And there's something wrong with collaborating with other people. So the business side of why these politicians are important as part of the project that we're working on is because, like I said earlier, it's about job creation. It's about increasing the GDP of that country to make it more attractive for African-Americans to then not only invest in the continent, but then go to the continent. And in order for them to do that, to uh, Galaxy Chief's point, they have to understand the culture. So it's an all-encompassing, holistic kind of uh, understanding that needs to be had when thinking about what politics is. Because everybody says that most people say they don't like politics because they know it's a necessary evil. So if that is the case, then we need to understand what that necessary evil is so that we know how to act against it. And I think utilizing the system that's in place, because there are black elected officials and there are Africans like Oye running for office on federal levels, that we take advantage of these opportunities that we have and we start from a point of the grassroots, the same grassroots people that run for office out here in Mississippi and out here in Georgia and out here in DC that are knocking on doors and going into their communities when they are elected in office and feeding children and building schools. Those same people exist on the continent. So we need to match up those politicians because those are the ones that really care about the people on the ground. So we're not talking about the president of this country and the president of this country. We're not talking about you know, high level officials that don't really care about the little guy. We're talking about grassroots state level officials and 
building a relationship between the two so that we not only direct policy that will affect us globally, but then it also affects policy about what we can do in the diaspora as far as job creation. So because, um, you know, it's COVID-19, I may have lost my job. I don't really have a lot of income. You know, it's dangerous being black in America. A lot of people are thinking about other opportunities to go invest and go live in other countries. And Africa specifically is one of those uh, places that people are interested in going. Everyone talks about Nigeria and the amount of uh, how huge the economy is. And like I said all the time, Nigeria just has a PR problem. So I think our project not only alleviates um, some of the misunderstandings in Nigeria, but it can be voiced by people that look like the people that are here. And I think that's one of the advantages of being African-American and going to the continent is that we know how we are. We understand how we are. And the same crazy things that we do here to each other, they happen on the continent. So it's not it's not to say that we're that different. So I think if we start looking at the similarities between the two, matching up business, matching up elected officials, it's just it just seems to me like a logical transition in trying to get uh, to a holistic goal. No, you know, just to throw a little bit into what you just said, because I'm aware of the roadmap that we're working together and providing some inputs based on my limited knowledge of, of, of Africa, in particular state of Nigeria and my own state, we have been able to narrow down states and try to match them with states in America. We try to narrow down where they have strength in terms of is it manufacturing, is it agriculture, or is it technology, So, or is it energy? So what we've been able to do, just for more insight than what we're trying to do, is to ensure that at all times we provide maximum excitement with maximum opportunity where you have strength you could actually match up straight up with a state in nigeria that has a similar company and has a similar demand or has a similar investment opportunity so that from the onset even the the the, the state legislatures we will ensure that we match them with state legislatures in different states in africa so that from the beginning you will be talking to somebody that's supposed to be a colleague across the Atlantic and so share the knowledge of what we're trying to do and we ensure that we educate both sets of the legislature to understand what we're trying to do here because for once it's equally very important we have a protected class like that they make policies they make laws from both ends let them understand how the law could impact on the other side and how the other side will take advantage of this side so we are creating a roadmap that I don't think has ever been done for the same purpose because we don't want people to find issues of trying to navigate by themselves. We're trying to ensure that you can only try to find something extra if you're really exhausted what you actually have a high potential to deliver more on. Galaxy Chief, that's just for your information. So you want to train some information about what we just had on how we can bring in uh, your own area of interest, which is entertainment, which I know you've already been working on that straight way back uh, from the last time you promoted a world, a world, a world class fight in Nigeria. Yes, brother. You know, and um, and I agree with Devisha when she says about Nigeria and their PR issues. You know, and I, I just think that we start need to hearing more positive things about Nigeria. We hear all the other stuff about the scams and this stuff and that stuff and and all that other crap and and you know and that's what gets all the public relations 
and Boko Haram and 419s and all that stuff. But there's got to be a flip side. There's got to be a yin and a yang. And so, and the people in this country that have not been there, they need to see the, the good part of Nigeria. And, 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 and we need to get that communication going. We need more people um, on, this, on this show that are, are from there, even if they're from here. And we just got to open up this line of communication. And we got to improve the public relations of uh, Nigeria. We definitely have heard the downside of it for years, years, and years, and years, and years. And so, um, but being there, I, I enjoyed my time when I was there 20 years ago and, uh, and all the events that, that surrounded it. And uh, I got a lot of uh, friends still in Nigeria. They still contact me from various parts of the world in this country. And, uh, and I just got a call a few days ago from uh, someone who's uh, Nigerian now in, in London. And, haven't talked to the sister in 20 years and on the, on the chat line right now with a couple hundred Nigerians right now and uh, you know and just just having loose chats about what's happening when we're going to do the fight again and so forth and chief when are you coming home and so forth and all that and so uh, and IB he just called me a little while ago too and he's ready to uh, get some things going so we just got to get started at our level and uh, the things that Brother Oye is doing with, with, with on the political side, great. But we got to do what we have to do from the business side and from the PR side. And uh, we got to start formulating uh, these um, relationships now. And uh, we, we just got to communicate and dialogue and get started with it. Whoa, Galaxy Chief, thank you very much. You guys are listening to one one King Coco Show, running on T25CL.com. Uh, the voices you heard is the Galaxy Chief, Andrew Ward, and my co-host, Adra, Ms. Devishna Johnson. So, Adra, you had you had uh, Galaxy Chief, uh, but mostly what stuff that comes out of Nigeria has never been what we really want to hear. And uh, I know we have a major component of what we're trying to do, to ensure that uh, we, 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 we ensure that not every f information that comes out there that might not be correct has ever been disputed because Nigeria never had opportunity to set up a proper structure to protect that brand. So what in our, in our context, what in a roadmap do you think can address the situation, Adra? Um, so I think from outside of the investment and trade opportunities, I think the building building policy and resolutions that allow for people to speak more freely. So for instance, uh, and I'm just gonna go to this because it's the biggest thing that everybody is most familiar with. So when Ghana decided to do the year of return, their marketing platform was basically, we need to have African-Americans understand this is where they came from, this is what we're going to offer them. They also understand African-Americans. So what did they do? They decided to invite uh, celebrities. They had concerts. So that put them right up in the Galaxy Chiefs area. So they they targeted their demographic for what their demographic wanted. I think another one of Galaxy Chiefs' good points is 
that African Americans don't really understand African culture, and that's because we're African Americans, and we've been living in America and not taught what that really looks like. So I think the best opportunity in our roadmap to kind of understand where we go from here, which is what the Galaxy Chief is asking, is part of communication, but it's also part of those other part of those other industries that we know tap into every American household, which not mainly is entertainment, music, everybody during COVID now we're in a digital space. So digital transformation is the number one important part for how we're connecting right now with each other. So as part of this roadmap that we have, the digital transformation piece, which is the second leg of a three-part phase of what we're trying to do, um, I think is really important. Because when people are listening to us now, they're listening to us uh, on, over the phone. They could be on Facebook Live. They could be right here on the show with us. So the digital space is where we can have these conversations. And like I said before, even when it comes down, it transforms over to politics because the digital um, industry touches all others. So even Oye's race, like I said, the, from the graphics that he has to do for making campaign signs or campaign videos to get his message out, we are sourcing from people that live on the continent that have tremendous abilities in doing these things. So that puts us in one space. In the entertainment space, there's people that, like myself, that listen to West African music all the time. So I, most of those West African artists and those people in the entertainment industry want to get into the American market. What better way to be able to accomplish that? Because we understand what that relationship is. Celebrities like being around politicians. Politicians like being around celebrities. But they, we don't do that here because we've had so much opportunity for us to be misguided, miseducated, to not understand what that looks like. But they get it on the continent, which is how Ghana was able to advertise. The whole thing started with Boris Kojo, an actor that probably hasn't been in a movie in forever because he's got the Ghanaian blood in him. So we need to start tapping into the resources that we already have here. Then after, what happened after Boris Kojo? Now, T.I. got citizenship somewhere. Ludacris is building a house somewhere. See, everybody started going to Ghana. Everybody. And that's only because they advertise to the proper demographic. And I think that's where our roadmap with utilizing NBCSL, because all of these black legislators have black constituents where they are. So now they can be the voice of the people like they say they are. They can really be that voice and help and connect those people to those on the continent using various different industries. So I think that's another piece of what we thought about when we were developing this strategy is another way of connecting us outside of just politics or business. Nigeria from doing the same thing as, as Ghana is doing. Nigeria is the most well, popular uh, state, uh, country in all, the, in all of Africa. How come they can't do the same thing even bigger and better? Right. Well, that's that, that's what we're putting together because we want to hand them over. Right. Somebody handed stuff to Ghana, and Ghana just ran with it. So that's a similar thing we're trying to do, but we're not trying to just do the 400 years of return to Africa because Nigeria is purely pro pro business, pro investment opportunity too. So we're looking at developing a comprehensive roadmap that will not be able to be sold out there for them to run with it. So uh, we're trying to get there. I know that's a question that everyone will ask Nigeria with all this capacity, has not been to put this together. Nigeria's size has become a problem to it too because of the variation and differences of 
of composition of what brings Nigeria together, over 200 tribes. You know, Ghana is pretty lucky, it's not as large as that, so things are probably done much more easier. But we're not looking at opportunities, that's why we're leveraging on pulling the entire legislative arm at the state level. This cuts across all tradition, religion, and, and, and ethnic, ethnic tribes in the entire country. So that will give an opportunity to ensure that everybody that will bring to the table sees something for themselves. That's why we've even gone ahead to match the Nigerian states with, with American states based on what they do, what their priority strength is. So that from the beginning, there'll be a, a, a synergy and something for everybody across board. So I don't even right. answer your question, Chief. Well, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, we, we like us keep saying, we got to get started somewhere and we got to get this dialogue to go in there. And, uh, and, and then it's just got to grow. And uh, just like she was talking about the, the artist, the T25CL platform is a platform for independent artists. I mean, your children are on our website. They have a CD there that's available for digital download. Uh, Hunk Brownie is on our site. Another Nigerian artist as well. Uh, Cartier Jones and Mr. Gates another Nigerian artist out of out of Houston, Texas. They're on our site as well. So we here at T25CL Entertainment, we're doing our part in this thing to uh, bring uh, the peoples of, of both countries together. And we're doing it uh, with, with music and entertainment. Uh, we play Bobby and Lexi's music on our 24-7 music radio station. We want more Nigerians to tune in to the radio station. We play Fela Kuti's music on our radio station. And we play Hunk Brownie's music on our radio station. And Cartier Jones and Mr. Gates, we play their music on our radio station. So we're doing what we're supposed to do. We want uh, more Nigerian filmmakers to participate with us as well to bring their films in and then come on the Galaxy talk shows and, and talk and promote themselves. And now with technology, all people got to do in, in Nigeria, as long as you have electricity, is get your computer on. You don't have to uh, spend all the money on the telephone. We're talking on a computer right now. We're not even using a telephone. And, and so you can reach all the world, and this is free. And so we need more Nigerians to do this from from the homeland and to get their computer off, get on the internet, and to tune in to the show. And 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 we want the artists to start putting their stuff up, whether it's filmmakers and whether it's musicians, whether they have digital books, whatever it may be. And let's get started somewhere. Uh, we welcome Brother Oye to come on the show as well to come on and, and speak on, on what, what he's doing to make D.C. a 51st state and the advantages of having D.C. a 51st state. Because we see what they're getting ready to do with the Supreme Court. And they make their moves now with the Supreme Court. They're going to take your health insurance away. They're probably going to start slavery back up and every other kind of thing. Right? And so <laughs> these people are wicked. <laughs> These some very terrible people, very terrible people, and you know, and when they uh, actually, you know what, directed at the poor people, take away your social security, uh, desegregate the schools, 
and and all kind of, of nonsense. And all the <laughs> Adra, can you, you were about saying something, Adra? Can I just come in a little bit? Adra. Yeah, well, I wanted to go get Oye since, I mean, I'm a, I'm a body chick, so since since the Galaxy Chief brought it up, I'm about to go get him, <laughs> and he's going to explain what he's running for and why it's important and all that stuff he just said, because I'm about that life. So I'm about to go upstairs and go get okay. him right now. Hold on. Uh, yeah, like him on. Let's talk because we can actually host a major show with him so that we can bring in a whole lot of other people so you could actually take this what's out there. I have my, my boy from, from, from Nigeria. Tony, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Good evening. Oh, good to have you on the show, my brother. Uh, that's a surprise. How is Nigeria, bro? Very well. We're doing very great here. Nigeria you guys had one. You had a very awesome election yesterday. How did it go? Oh, okay. The election was, so, um, I think, the very peaceful, free, very fair, credible election. In fact, there's been a lot of improvements um, with the online Hello? monitoring system. Adria, yeah, we Go ahead, Tony. Okay, with the online monitoring system, one of the improvements they made in this election is that um, I think the INEC, they were able to create a portal in the website. So at every word, the moment you collate the results, you upload onto the website before you submit a hard copy. So that makes it very difficult to manipulate. Well, awesome, man. I hope that's that's a that's a that's a light in a light in the tunnel for that country because the whole world looks up to Nigerian leadership. You can hear what our brothers have been saying that Nigeria has to step up to show proper leadership because the whole world is waiting to to take Nigeria and and, and make it their leader. So, uh, Tony, just hold on one minute. I have a Nigerian that's contesting for for the Congress, the equivalent of a federal house in nigeria and uh, we're trying to make sure that we're getting enough support so so we may just have a hearing briefly but i think we have to create a whole full session show to bring a whole lot of stakeholders to be able to see and hear him out uh Adjo, are you there uh we, i just have you have the microphone yes i'm here with candidate the democratic nominee for u.s representative oye Oliwa. hold on one second Hello. Yo, my brother, how, how are you? Today? We're good, I'm we're good. Very well. How are you? We're hearing of your stepping into a mega level, and I will all want to be fall behind you to make sure that uh, you know that you have all 200 million Nigerians fully behind you because you're added the representative. So, how's your journey so far? Thank you, thank you. That's a good one, man. So you want to tell us a little bit on your preparations and how you got to this point briefly? Everything is great right now. Full show. You entered the full show. You know, go ahead. <laughs> no problem. Um, my name is Dr. Oye Owalewa. Um, I was born in Boston, Massachusetts. My parents were born and raised in Nigeria. Um, growing up in Boston, my parents taught me not only um, a love for science, but also a commitment to giving back to the community. So once I began my practice in Washington, D.C., about six years ago, I started being involved in the community. 
by volunteering in schools, providing for my community by being a commissioner. And very recently, I decided to get into a race for a U.S. representative for Washington, D.C. And right. one of the big platforms of this, this race is to make D.C. a state. And what that means is that residents of Washington, D.C. will be able to have a part in the lawmaking system. So right now, I've been able to gather a lot of support and you know get a lot back from the Nigerian community as well as other D.C. residents. And I won the first election for a Democratic nomination. So in about 45 days, our general election is coming up. And uh, if I win, I'll be the first Nigerian-American congressman in U.S. history. And what that means is that we will have someone who has the same background as everyone in this phone call. So with same experiences, same values, now be able to bring our perspective to the lawmaking process. Whether it's a fair immigration system that treats Nigerians with more respect, whether it's um, science programs to get more young people interested in, in, uh, in the class making experiences. It's just an opportunity for us to get our, tape, our, our voices at the table. And I'm very inspired. Um, I appreciate all the support that the Nigerian community has given me, whether it's through financial support, whether it's positive words, whether it's prayers, just every single step really went a long way. So at this point, um, we're 45 days to election, like I said before, and I'm just enjoying every moment. Um, my name out there, I'm going to get on TV. So every step of the way is critical. I'm excited about our journey, and we're finally going to bring a little bit of that Nigerian values to our American process. It's, it's long overdue, and I'm excited to uh, be part of this journey. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, let me just throw some word in there. I've been to Nigerian politics deeply, I understand what we've been missing. And if you don't really understand the, 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 the implication of what you're doing, what you're doing will go to impact Nigeria big time. We had problems transiting properly politically as well. And it's very important, one of our own that is privileged to run the race in this cycle with the, this other caliber of, of global leaders in American Congress and the, and, and the Senate, it would be something of importance that your voice could actually help define the new inroad for the next generation. You belong to a new generation that's about to be misled by the old generation in Nigeria politically. So you are stepping into where you're doing now is going to have a very strong impact on how we relate and how we educate people back home. And even in line with what me and and Ajua. Yeah, yeah, Ajua is my co-host on this show, and we have, I'm sure she has discussed what we're trying to do with the National Black Caucus of State Legislatures. So we wish you all well, and we'll do everything we can to support your cause, because your cause is our cause. So what will you really need Nigerians to do that might not be able to be within the, the, the jurisdiction of Washington, D.C.? Or some might not even be in America because we can have this trend in a whole Hello. different way. Yes. Are you hearing us? Ajoa. Yeah, he actually has another call at 630, so he was going to go prep okay. for that. But I so, would like to get him on this on next Sunday show. Yes. So that we'll you know, Galaxy we'll Chief can bring on all right. those people in the chat that he talks to. And everybody can ask him questions, give them suggestions, and offer support if we can do that. 
Maybe that's Sounds how we start good. the dialogue, guys, the Chief. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan to me also. Got like the Chief. So let's give him all we can do is to go provide him this platform and ensure that we do enough work to bring people on board to, to bring this his candidacy out there for everybody to support and equally acknowledge what he's been able to do. Because like I said, his achievement will really help in what we're trying to do come the next year for the National Black Caucus uh, roadmap that we're working on and Nigerian Investment Tour. So I uh, thank you, Ajay, very much. I appreciate what you're doing. And I say hi to Oye. And uh, you share all his literature with me. I'm already talking with some bloggers out of Nigeria. They will, I want them to show me what they can do before you can talk about what we can give them as just uh, something you can compensate them with, you know. I'm not trying to put a cost on this young man because he has already sacrificed enough to even put himself out there in a crazy place like America. So, uh, Tony, uh, coming back to Nigeria, I was really excited when I heard uh, the, the news. I was watching the election all through life, as a matter of fact, and I saw how 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 responsive and how responsible the entire process looked. So tell me, does it bring some hope to Nigeria in terms of uh, future elections? What do you think? Yeah, honestly, with what has happened, there's so much hope. And there's, uh, I mean, Nigerians are beginning to feel that, um, you know, they cannot come out and vote, and their vote will definitely count. Because um, what happened, there were a whole lot of, um, from the videos and from all the, all the clips we saw, evidences we saw that there were attempts to rig the election, but the youths came out all in mass to avert that. So places where people are trying to uh, buy votes, they want to spend money to win the hearts of, uh, you know, the um, voters. But you, you could see the youths, they will come out and all put together in one voice and say no to such uh, acts. So that really helped. And the security agents, they were also, they played a, a neutral role. And we must also give um, the credibility to the Mr. President. He, he played a neutral role because uh, we believe if the president wanted to influence, he would have done something drastic. But I think he stayed aside and allowed the voters to exercise their franchise. So this awesome. is a good I, step, a good step in the right direction. My so brother, I think it's for that, Nigerians. There's hope. I see. I see that too because all we really needed in that country was just to let people vote and let their vote count. And anybody who is a leader is or who, is, yeah, anybody who is voted in now will know that if he doesn't do well, then likely is that his voters can kick his ass out, and not just what we used to have where exactly. Godfather determined. So thank you, Tony, for your perspective. I appreciate you on the show today. Uh, take it down. We're going to host the, the young Nigerian that is contesting for the federal house same time next Sunday. And we want to make that a full house session. So we will. I will bring in one or two more politicians from that end to be part of the discussion so they can see how we can start that collaboration from now on, hoping that uh, he will win because he's almost running out of polls. Uh, he's, uh, there's no Republican in D.C., Everybody in DC are Democrat and is running against an, uh, an independent and uh, and I don't know, independent or whatever. So, RJ, I want to give us the last word before we, we call this session over because we're almost running out of time. Adra. Adra, are you there?
Okay, probably Ajoa is happens to be my co-host and she's equally the campaign manager for the for the Nigerian guy who is working out there. Ajoa, are you back on the phone? Okay, so Galaxy so, Chief. Can uh, I ask a question? Go can ahead. I ask a question? Right. Are ahead. we permitted to invite others into the show? Oh, yeah. You can invite 20 people on the show. That's what we want. Apparently, it's been a little bit hard having Nigerians come out here. But I think uh, if we pull it up in here, we, we can have anybody on the show. Every international platform head across almost how many countries out here, you know, and, uh, and it's on a database that has millions of people that listen to our show. So it's an opportunity to expose what is happening in Nigeria, areas of interest, which is what we're trying to talk about, to make sure that it's not just the negative news that comes out of Nigeria, because we have a whole lot of positive news that barely comes out. So I will share the link with yeah. you at all times. If you have your email one sent to me, I can actually invite them, but by just sending them the link I sent you, they can easily get on the show. I'm sure that's how you got on the show too. So, so this is a panel, we want to hear Nigerians, because at the end, if Nigeria works, Africa works. Until Nigeria gets yes. act together, then black race will still struggle. Chief. Yeah, that's what we want. Is we want more and more people from Nigeria to come on the shows. And we want to uh, keep extending this handshake across the Atlantic. And so we want to make uh, more friends. And so for next week's show, I'm going to reach out to, uh, to people as well to uh, be on this show. So for sure, tell 200 million people in Nigeria if you want, come on the show. And so we, we, we welcome that. We definitely want that for sure. You got a good reception coming through, a good good image. That's good. Right. Are you on a computer or a telephone? Uh, it's, on, it's on data. I'm sure it's on data. You know, that's my partner in Nigeria. We're doing a couple of stuff together. And uh, so thank you for coming on the show, Tony. Our show is always uh, on, on, on Sundays, 5 p.m., which is 10 p.m. your time, every Sunday. And even when I'm in Nigeria, I'm in Nigeria in a few days, even when I'm in Nigeria, we'll still do the show from there because it's very important we bring our own perspective out because that's what's missing right now. Nobody's speaking for us. Exactly, exactly. That's great. That's great. You got okay, Adria, and thank you, man. Adja, are you there with us? Because I want to close the show out. We're almost running out of time. Are you there? On a different show now. So, Galaxy Chief, uh, I thank you for always being part of this show because this at, show the end, at the end of the day, it's very important. We have our perspective and we still lost. We've been doing this for the past 24 months. So, we're going to still do it because it is even more relevant now than what it used to be before. You can see the amount of pressure on racial inequality, protests and demonstrations on the streets of America. And it's an election year like no other election year. Because we all understand the implication of this election to America and its existence as the leadership in the entire continent. So it is not going to just end here. We're going to encourage everybody to come on the show at all times and contribute the perspective. And then we go out there and make sure that we change the information we have. Because I can tell you, We've not had the privilege of being taught history and the and the transatlantic slave trade and all that came with it. A lot of people don't understand what went through. People don't understand what the black man in America in the last 400 years have been through, why they are different from us. So it's very, very important we now bring all these issues 
so we can educate the younger generation, even the older one, leadership importantly, so they can understand the fact that holding Nigeria down is holding the entire black race down. Because 200 million black folks, is you have almost 20% of the entire people that are black in the whole world. So the chances are that if Nigeria gets act together, you see the world change towards Nigeria. And the negative news about Nigeria, 90% might not be true. But there's not just a platform to correct or argue for Nigeria as it is. So we are all being made to look like what we're not. Because I know that most of us have never done anything that looks like what they say we are. But we cannot in any way differentiate ourselves from anybody else because they've made us look like that. So we have to fight back to correct that impression. And it's not a hard thing because most of us today, we are the most educated class in America. We are the most, uh, the bigger class immigrant. We are the most, the high immigrant with highest earnings in America. We cannot hide anywhere. We have more doctors all over America than any other race, white or black. So it, 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 we cannot keep hiding. It's just that we pray that we will have leadership that represents our people that is responsive and responsible enough to step out there and always speak. We want to hear governors that come to America speak to black folks on what they represent. We want to hear senior leadership that comes to America to talk to black Americans. We want to build relationships between our stars and American stars so that they can always see that we are not really that different. We have more in common than we are different. And that is why we're doing what we're doing. So I appreciate your context of showing up here. Just keep doing it. I keep you informed at all times of what we're doing. So you can always have a perspective intermittently to understand what people are doing or people are seeing all over there. So I thank everybody for being part of the show. We're running out of time. It's an hour, 20 minutes already. And I think we'll keep it as brief as possible. A minute keep it long enough to cover the subject matter and long enough and short enough to be interesting. So thank everybody for being part of the show. I appreciate you guys. And we're going to keep this going till we're able to get the deal done. The axe not going to rest till the tree is down. So come with me, let's build this. You know, I, I've been trying for the past 20-something months. We need help from any source. For we need even to be contributing in different perspectives so we can always have a broad-spectrum view on what's happening. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. I look forward to having you guys. Same time next Sunday, lock that down on your on your calendar and ensure that we're going to bring enough people here to speak with Oye in Nigeria for the next election. Thank you, and have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.